Are you looking for new books to read? Do you like finding a new special author? Are you tired of the same old books from the same old authors? Well then, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where you can hear from fantastic new authors. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have worked hard to write great new books. Hear about their book and why you should check it out. So sit back and listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. Hey, and welcome to episode 104 of Discovered Wordsmiths. Good to have you. Um, Today's a really interesting discussion. I have Trisha Campbell, who her and her husband have adopted eight kids in their lives. And she kept a journal and has written about those adventures with adopting kids. And the story of the first adoption, how she knew who she what she wanted to do and who she was looking for is very interesting. So this is a really good uh, discussion on a really inspirational book. Uh, and even if you're not interested in adopting, even if you're not interested in memoirs and that type of thing, this book is one you may want to check out. So I encourage you to listen to the episode, see what she has to say about her adventures and her husband's adventures and all the kids and how they got started and all of that. Uh, If you have been listening to the podcast, uh, I'd like to ask you to take a look at the show notes. I am starting to put in some links to some of the services that I do use. So if you're interested in doing a podcast uh, and want to see what I use, it'll be in the show notes. But also if you are starting one and you click on those links, they will take you to the same places that I use. You'll sometimes get a discount because you used my link, but regardless, I get a little bit out of it from the company. Nothing comes out of your pocket and it just helps support the show because there's costs involved with podcasting. So keep that in mind if you are starting one. So before we go, before I start rambling and go any further, let me say welcome to Trisha and here we go. Trisha, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths. Good to see you this nice snowy day. How are you doing? Good to see you too, Stephen. Very well. Very well. So for everybody here listening, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and some of the things that you like to do besides writing? Okay. I'm Trisha K. Campbell, as you said. I'm actually from suburban Boston, but I've spent my whole adult life in Cleveland. Nice. Uh, my husband and I met in college up in Maine, and he got out before I did, so I had to find my job relative to his, and it was back here. So when we got married, this is where I came. Yeah, and I've loved it. I also, I love to hike, especially with my golden retrievers. They're very good at setting pace. I love to read and go antiquing oh. and just about do anything with my family. So okay. that's about it. The, yeah. the Metro parks have some really nice hiking Fantastic. trails. Fantastic, yeah. They do. And you know what? My dogs really like the, the horse trails, the, the ones that aren't paved. Oh yeah. They really like those. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, they, they don't bother horses, so it's fine. Dogs and horses get along usually pretty good, especially yeah. golden yeah. retrievers. I, I can bet. Yeah. Um, they're very sweet. And, I, I think a lot of people don't realize how really great, Cleveland Metro Park and Cleveland Library System is. I agree. County it Library. is phenomenal. Yeah. 
That's really yeah. good. They, they call it the emerald necklace. And yes. it's just so long and it, it's so nicely connected so that you can go as far as long as you want, especially people that are equestrians or bikers. Because if you really want to go for a nice long ride on either a horse or a bike, you can really go far in the Cleveland Metro Parks. Yeah, I know. I a, they do pedal to the point where they do the start from Cleveland and drive all the way or bike all the way to Cedar Point. Wow. That yeah. is a haul. Yeah. Wow. Great. It, it's wow. a thing. Uh, it has a, like a yearly event. Yeah. So. Wow. Do they go in the park when they get there? I would I'd be exhausted. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I sure would, but. Yeah. I, I think somebody said there's also something from like Dayton to Cincinnati uh, to uh, Cleveland, that there's some bike uh, thing that people do. So I know a lot of people do the whole Cleveland to Akron thing, yeah. going down the towpath trail where right. they used to have the towpath for the canals. Those have turned into very nice uh, groomed trails. I so, agree. Yeah, we got some nice yeah. stuff. People don't realize it, so I, yeah. I love it. Uh, not today, yeah. though. Today, it's a little... No, not, not today. <laughs> today is rather frosty. So it's great for penguins. <laughs> so, Trisha, what made you want to start writing? I've always written. When I first got out of school, I was a teacher and a coach, and... Part of my thing, like I, I would teach U.S. history and the kids write papers and their grade would be content and it'd be a slash. And then, a, and then the second grade would be structure and grammar and all those things. So I, I made sure that they understood I, I do want content, but the rest of it matters. And when my kids were growing up, I journaled and I always knew that journaling was going to turn into a book someday. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like a planned thing, but not short term. Kind of. It's just more in the back of my head. Like, I just feel, yeah, I felt someday this might be a book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I, I take it that's the book we're talking about. Eight was enough. That's the book. Great. That's so tell that's us fun. a little bit about that because I, now I need to know more how the journaling <laughs> created the book and right, what you right, did right. with all that. My husband and I, when we first became Christians, we like God immediately called us into adoption and it was miraculous. It was through a series of dreams and it's all in the book. It's really a very cool, miraculous journey actually. But when we started into that whole, I always kept track of things like that. I always wrote things down and just to remember, I think. And so as miracle after miracle would happen, I would just chronicle them. And there's a this cool scripture in the Old Testament that talks about writing a book of remembrance and that you wouldn't forget what God had done for you. And I don't think I was specifically doing that, but that's ended up what I did. And so when I wanted to go and write this book, I, I had just all the fodder right there. Not that I didn't, I remembered a lot and People are just like, how did you remember those details? I'm like, I had a lot written down, but a lot of them are right in your head. And what happened was really uh, a few years ago, four years ago, I got Lyme disease, which I don't know if it's a chronic thing and it is not easy to get rid of and it makes you really sick. But during that, that period of time, I needed something 
to give me purpose and focus and something to do that didn't take a lot of energy, but it that I could feel like I was accomplishing something while I was trying to recover from Lyme. So that's what the book did. So I took an online writing course. I got a, a writing coach and I just started to get the book done. And I was going along and then COVID hit and everybody was locked down and it was just like, well, this is easy. You know what I mean? Nobody has any expectations of me. <laughs> like I just, I'm here. So let's get her done. And so I really powered into it at that point. Nice. It took a couple of years though. Okay. So is this a fiction, fictionalized? No, it's okay. not. Mm -mm. It's a hundred percent true story. It's got lots of stories in the story, but it's interesting because uh, honestly, what the book I wrote was the book I wanted to read when Which I, I was raising the kids. People yes. say, you know, I know it's, yeah. to it's totally cliche, but it's true. I needed to know as a mom raising special needs kids, adopted kids and fostering kids and all that stuff, that when stuff went awry, I wasn't doing it wrong. I was, it's just <laughs> how it is sometimes. And I really felt, I just needed to know that. And I thought, if I write this book, and truly the book is The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, it's, there's a whole chapter called Troubled Transplants. There's, it's not all unicorns and rainbows, and, and that's okay. And that's what I needed to know, and that's what I was trying to communicate. But ultimately, the, when the book, because of feedback I've gotten from readers, it's turned into this kind of multifaceted thing. If somebody's looking for a faith journey, they'll find a faith journey. If somebody's looking for an adoption book, they'll find an adoption book. If somebody's looking for a, a story of resilience, there's a story of resilience. If it's a parenting book you're looking for, here's a parenting book. It's just kind of wowed by how, like, the way people take it is what they needed to get out of it. And it's got a lot of different stories in it. And it's just plain hope and inspiration, too. Sounds a little bit like Trisha's uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul books. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Chicken Soup for the Mama Soul or whatever. <laughs> Although. I I'm getting a lot of good feedback from men. I, I, I got a reader that this gentleman, older gentleman actually in Boston, said he sat down to read it after dinner. And to, he said, I sat down to start your book after dinner and I finished at 2 a.m. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just had to know what happened next. Oh my gosh, what happens next? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, good, I'm glad to hear that. It kept rolling along. So, and, and I think that's yeah. great because that's one of those stereotypes me as a guy that mm -hmm. if people don't think about it but i have grown up i've lived through oh you're the dad you're not the nurturing yeah. buddy and i might not be the nurturing but but i was the one coaching softball and and i was yeah. a girl scout leader along with mm -hmm. a cub scout leader so i think people are That's realizing great. dads can do that stuff too so i think it's yeah, wonderful sure that can. you've got that type of readership yeah. And I was going yeah. to ask about feedback. Sounds like it's been pretty good <laughs> that people like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have been getting a lot of good feedback. And like I said, it's interesting. The, the, I didn't see that coming because my avatar, like the person I was writing to was me, young me, young me struggling with 
lots of kids and special needs learners and different kinds of mental illness issues and this, that, and the other thing. And so it was, that was my avatar, but then it's speaking to all these other things, which is cool. Which again, we're going to talk author stuff in a minute, but for the authors listening, that's it right there. Cause you always get the new authors that say, oh, this is for everybody. And, and you get every, all the people who have written books shaking their heads going, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And you, you've had, this is the person it's for, and it's reached out to more. That's exactly what I've heard over and over again. Yeah, you have to hit that pain point, right? You have to, like, I really, truly, there were parts of this that I wrote crying. And my writing coach says, this is really therapeutic. This is great for you. And she goes, we may have to edit some of this out, but just get it on the page. She goes, I want you to bleed on the page. And I'm like, bleed on the page, (laughs) bleed on the page. And that's what I did. Nice. So yeah. And then it, that's why people said that they have laughed and they have cried and they have done and gotten mad and all those things as they read the book, because it was raw. It it was real. And yeah. They, they felt like they experienced it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you adopted and fostered uh, many yes. children. Uh, obviously, yes. for us, the titles are reference to the old TV <laughs> yes. show. I was like, I really hope that's what she meant. So. <laughs> yeah. so we had three biologically, and then we adopted five times. Wow. Nice. And you said they were a lot of special needs. Did you choose that, or was it just how it happened? Well, if you go in, if, uh, maybe it'll be in the when I read a chapter, I'll, okay. I'll see which chapter I'm reading here. But um, the book has a story about how we ended up in, and it was specific dreams about transracial special needs adoption. It was clear as day. I had three different dreams of a baby girl who was our daughter, without a doubt, in the dreams. Her, she was our daughter. She was different ages in each of the dreams, and she was black and she had one arm. Wow. So I knew it was transracial special needs. And so on we went. Yeah. I I, I love hearing that. I've had a few things like that, not that powerful, happen. Go in there and read it, Stephen. My gosh, I'm not kidding. There is some crazy, crazy cool miracles in there. So the book itself, the different chapters, is it one narrative or like you said, it's different stories? Are they connected or are you just, this is guidelines or something like that it's it's all connected it's a memoir it's my memoir it's all got connectivity and it's all woven together it'll bring you forward from boston and bring me out here and then the whole story of me on a faith journey because i looked down all the wrong avenues before i found god (laughs) and then (laughs) i went all all, all. that sounds it was a faith journey and then and then and then the calling to adoption, and then the whole process of adoption, and then life with that many people in our house, and all the different stories that went down. So yeah, it's really, throughout the story also, I have these things I call Trisha's tangents. A tangent has one point in common with a circle or whatever, and it's a tangent. It goes off, it has a point that touches that part of the narrative, but it also goes off on a tangent. And so they're called Trisha's Tangents, and it might be a, a thing about discipline. It might be a thing about my chore system, which I call the PEG system, which actually you can get a download on my website for that. Yeah, it's a great little system. And you don't have to nag the kids. It's a wonderful system. It's really 
but anyway, so those are all Trisha's tangents, different things about parenting things that I found worked, like um, my tantrum technique, stuff like that. All those things that you got to do as a mom <laughs> and how I went through them. And then in addition to the Trisha's tangents, there's also these little anecdotes going along going called amusing anecdotes. And they're just little stories that help with tension. <laughs> so if you're going along and it's, wow, this is getting intense. And then all of a sudden there's a funny little story there. And you can either read the tangents and the amusing anecdotes as you go, or you can skip them and just keep going through the narrative. It's totally up to the reader. So nice. Yeah. Cool. So did you self-publish this or do you have an agent and traditionally? Yeah, no, I, I, I use an indie publisher. I use book launchers. I don't know if you've heard of them. This is, I read this book. It's called Self-Publish and Succeed. And the, the woman that wrote the book has a company called Book Launchers and they help people write, publish, and promote their book. And I didn't need help with the writing part. I was already through that part, but I was looking for a publisher. And to me, I was looking for somebody that was like psyched about what they did. I didn't want somebody that was in it for the money. And I, I got a lot of people trying to get me to use their services because they were totally money focused. This woman is just psyched about publishing. She just loves the whole process of writing yes. and, and editing and all of it. But she also has a wonderful team, a huge support system in this company that, that does all that stuff. And yeah, so I've really been blessed by book launchers. Oh, it's really good company. I think that's yeah. important finding somebody that you feel comfortable with and enjoy mm -hmm. working with. Mm -hmm. I'm exactly. finding more and more that's more huge than people may realize. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. Okay. So, so the book's yeah. out. It's available digitally and print? Correct. Yes, it's both. You can find it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And it's also in lovely downtown Chagrin Falls at Fireside Bookshop. Nice. And I think Mark yeah. mentioned them to me once before. So, oh, okay. Nice. Okay. Since it's... <laughs> this is a weird question for this particular book. Do you think okay. it would make a good TV show or a movie? I'm going to bet... <laughs> okay, all right. That's a funny question, all right? The, the reason I think it's a funny question is that I had a reader say to me, so now all we need to do is figure out if you're Sandra Bullock or Jennifer Garner. Yes, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, then I guess movie. Nice. <laughs> but I, you, you could probably make a TV series out of it. There's enough episodes for crying out loud. You're going to have to change yeah. the title, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it would probably run into a problem, wouldn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but that's okay. You, yeah. you also mentioned a uh, your website. Tell everybody yes. what your website is. It's trishakcampbell.com. And um, if you go on there, it has lots of pictures and stuff. You'll see family pictures and things. You'll, you'll get my bio, which will give more details. There's also the, the PEG system I mentioned that you can download. You just sign up for the thing, and, and then you'll get a free download for the PEG system. It's just this great, simple way to get kids to do their chores, and they like get excited about it. Like my oldest son, when he was eight years old, came home from school and saw the green light on the dishwasher, and he goes, "I clean that." I was like, "What?" He goes, he goes "I clean that. I'm, I get to do that dishwasher because he was looking for what he had to do to help with dinner, 
because he had something else he wanted to do and he knew he had to get that peg done. So he like claimed the dishwasher out loud. Like what kid does that? And so off he goes, he does his dishwasher and out the door he went. It just, it is one of those things that I found a way that, that they liked it because they got paid and all that stuff, but that they, they actually were self-motivated and I didn't have to nag about it and whatever, because it, you'll just see if you, if right. you download nice. it. It's a great little, yeah. Nice. So. Okay. All right. And we joked a little bit about your second book. Do you have any plans for a follow-up book? I really could write two. One I've been thinking about, and this is because we've went, we've gone through it, and I've just heard so much more about it lately, and that's about parents of adult estranged children. And it's a rough subject, but you know what? It needs to be. It needs to be done. And also an empty nester book. <laughs> Which uh, you probably, life, you're starting life to beyond. Yeah, you're starting to experience that now. I take it. We have twelve grandchildren already. Oh my gosh! I know. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. Don't tell my wife. Okay. <laughs> she she wants grandkids. I know. I know. All right. So uh, uh, let's uh, switch gears. I see you have bookshelves behind you, which is great. Yes. Uh, what are some of your books. favorite books? Honestly, I always go back and forth between contemporary and classic. I do have some contemporary authors that. Jan Karen, Kristen Hanna, David Bolacci, those kind of people. Anyway, I so I read theirs, but then like I'm reading Kristen Hanna's uh, Winter Garden right now. It's very good. But then I also like Jane Austen, Charles Dickens. I love Dickens. And believe it or not, I really love Leon Uris. He's I, one of my faves. I don't know that he's one. Awesome. Oh, he's great. He's deceased, but look him up. You, okay. uh, he's a very good writer. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And you mentioned Fireside Books. Is that your favorite local bookstore? Yeah, it is my favorite local bookstore. It's not the biggest one around, but it's got a nice little vibe to it. It's got a used book room, which I really like. Um, it's got a great children's section. They have a, a staff picks section, which is nice. And they'll tell you why they picked it and stuff. So it's a fun little store, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I and like... they allow well-behaved dogs. Oh, nice! It's I like in there. I love that place. <laughs> so anyway, I yeah, I'll go in there with my golden retrievers, and they just trot around with their leashes on and visit everybody. One of the things I like to do is when I travel is go to bookstores. Me and my kids always went to bookstores oh. on vacation, and. I've been wanting to go to different bookstores and meet up with authors at the bookstore and oh. go around and put a write up on the website and stuff. So maybe sometime when we're done with the snow apocalypse and making sure everything's open, maybe we can meet up at Fireside sometime. That'd be awesome. Bring yeah. the dog. Okay. That'd be great. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I would love to do that. <laughs> All right. So to, that. to finish up talking about your book, tell everybody listening, the readers in the audience, why they should get your book. If somebody was on the elevator with you, why they should get your book. I think I would say what I was talking about before, that it's like a multifaceted little jewel. It sparkles this way for one person, it sparkles that way for another. It just seems to strike people where they're at. And, and, it's, and it's either 
a faith journey, a story of resilience, a story of hope and, and inspiration, a story about adoption, a story about, and a lot of people don't know a lot about adoption. It's just, if it's not part of your life, you don't know about that. So it's an interesting, just learn about adoption kind of thing. And then parenting stuff. Yeah, it's got a lot to it. So that made me think of a question, not really book related. So I know there's a lot of steps and things you have to go through to be approved to get to adopt. Is it easier? It's called the home study. Okay. Is it easier the second time? Oh, they've already been through all this and they've adopted. So it's a lot easier. So what you have to do, there are a lot of things you have to do. So everybody in the whole household has to have a, a very detailed medical thing done and stuff. But if you, if it's been a shorter period of time since your last adoption, you can do what's called an update. And that is much less because it's just an update versus if there were four years between, you have to redo the whole thing. Okay. So it just, yeah, it just depends. We used to joke that if you took all the paperwork and you held it in front of the mama's belly, it's about the same as being pregnant. (laughs) Just get a little shadow box thing going and you hold the paperwork and See, you were pregnant. <laughs> right. And that so. kind of makes me think of another show, Cheaper by the Dozen. So There you go. <laughs> we, what's funny, our family liked that because they related to it so much. Right. Like we even played apple schmear in our backyard. We had all these big apple trees. And when the apples would fall and get gross, they'd be out there with tennis rackets, smashing them yeah. at each other and just making a disaster. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they're back there playing apple schmear again. And they'd get all in their hair and they'd be all sticky, but they had a ball. Oh, but, so. but okay. So one of my pet peeves is the kids that came to visit my kids and were afraid to go outside and afraid to climb trees and oh. stuff because they didn't want to do that. And now some of these kids are getting to their 20s and they have no memories and they have no nothing to talk about growing up. Isn't that sad? And your kids do. And I think that's yeah. so important that people miss that. I have a whole talk that I'm working on and I use examples like that uh, of kids that are successful. And these are the things they did growing up. They had tennis rackets, smashing apples, getting it in their hair and probably getting bumps and bruises and laughing yeah. about it. It's so important. Yeah. Uh, we also had a backdoor neighbor that was, well to do and they had a tennis court and I couldn't see the tennis court from our house but I could hear the tennis court from our house and sometimes I'd hear them over there and be like oh my goodness what are they doing and they'd come back and like the tennis racket's like a d shape I'm like that shouldn't be like that <laughs> on the follow through yeah it could happen <laughs> kind of great. thing I'm like but we had five boys and three girls and so like I told some people go, oh my gosh, you had five boys. We have five boys and three girls. Testosterone is ameliorated a little bit by the estrogen. It just helps a little. Yeah. yeah. I had one of each. And then my wife, uh, when we got married, she had a girl and three boys. So it, yeah. It, yeah, it was a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's that, that's a big family. Yeah. That's a yeah. big family. Well, great. Yeah. Trish, that book sounds great. We'll make sure I have links in the show notes and everything. I appreciate you talking to me about all that. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you.